I want to jump on that tonight. I want to really kind of talk a little bit about that some more because I really think this is something very, very important to us. And one of the things that I want to be able to do is, you know, I went to great ex extents to, uh, to kind of give you a little illustrated sermon. I want to talk a little bit about core beliefs. And while we talk about that, let's look at the definition of core, what it means for core. The core, C-O-R-E, literally means the heart or the inner part of a thing. The core means the inner part of a thing. So... I thought, thinking about an apple, the, 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 the core also talks about the uh, center part or the innermost part of a fruit. How many of you, you can see this? Can you see that? What's on the inside of this core of this apple? Everybody. There's seeds. So is the core important of this apple? And I think as we look at it as our core belief systems, we're going to realize how important it is of what our inside or our inner heart of our belief system is. Now, I know with this apple and this core being having the seeds, that the seeds can, can do what? They can reproduce, can't they? They will reproduce another apple. It will actually reproduce another apple tree, which in turn will reproduce apples. That's what an apple tree does. So we begin to look at the core. I began to start thinking about the core of that apple, and I, I began to start realizing the reproduction opportunities that are inside that apple. There's other fruit. You can look at it. There's seeds in it. I had a pepper I was going to bring, and I thought, nah, I'm not going to bring a pepper. But inside that, the core of that pepper is, a, is like a cluster of seeds, and it also will reproduce. So is it important? Is the core or our core beliefs important? Would you say, yes, that's pretty important? How many of you would say, yes, that's pretty important? That's good. It's really important to us. So we look at those seeds and we realize that they can reproduce. And, and we began to start talking about some things last week. And how many of you have got some ideas for some core beliefs for me tonight? Anybody? Anybody go home and do their homework that I asked to think about? I received some emails uh, of some people that said they had these certain things for core beliefs, and I really appreciate that. Now let's take a look at the word belief. If we're going to talk about core belief, let's look, take at the word, word believe. The word believe literally can mean to have faith, or it can mean to trust. Say trust. That's, that's what, if we believe something, we, we have faith for it, or we trust something. And I want us to begin to break that down, because I want us to look at it a little closer. So I put in the, in the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, and I began to look at, and Marty's got that, if Marty will put it up. I want you to look at this definition for the word belief. It says, or the word believe, it means a persuasion of the truth, a persuasion of the truth, or an assent of mind to the truth of a declaration, proposition, or alleged fact on the ground of evidence distinct from personal knowledge as a belief of the gospel, as a belief of a witness. In other words, you may not have personal knowledge of it, but you can believe it because a witness has seen it. A witness has testified. Are you with me? So belief doesn't necessarily come by just through knowledge. Are you with me? Y'all getting this? Just because you know about something doesn't mean that you believe it. Oh, come on, somebody. 
We know that we may do things to our body that might be, might be harmful of us, but we still do them anyway. I don't know about you, but I'm talking about me, all right? See, we, we may not realize and understand. We may have knowledge, but, we, but, it, but it doesn't affect our belief system like it should affect our belief system. When we gain knowledge of something, it should affect what we believe. Are you with me? So I began to start thinking about the things that we believe, and I began to start thinking myself of my belief system itself. Let me give you a couple more definitions. Belief may also be found on internal impressions, something that happens on the inside of you or the impression that's made on the inside of you. That can be your belief. Or arguments and reasons furnished by our own minds as belief of our senses. I like this. A train of reasoning may result in belief. A train of reasoning may result in belief. You might reason some things out and it cause you to believe a certain way. Are you with me? Y'all understand that? We can, let me, let me break this down for you. Some of us, some, some, some might believe that the world is billions of years old. And some might believe that the world is 6,000 years old. Wherever you are on your belief system, and some of you may not even know, and some of you may not care, I don't know. But wherever you are on your belief system is based probably of what you believe. Even though we can give you knowledge of something, it's up to you to change or allow that knowledge to change your belief system. Are you with me? So it says, a, a train of reasoning may result in belief. Well, I can reason that, I can understand that, okay, I can believe that. That can be a part of my core belief. I can begin to believe that. And Virginia did a great job articulating and talking about the core belief and, and how, it, how it really structures and how we, we do things because of our belief system. And I want you to know, if you want to put up, um, yeah, belief is, uh, is opposed to knowledge and science. In other words, it's not just based on knowledge and science. Science can prove something, but that doesn't necessarily mean, Josh, that you're going to believe it. You can gain knowledge on something. We can give you knowledge and tell you that the credit cards, you know, they're going to charge you a whole bunch. Stay away from them. Don't go to those finance companies. And you can have the knowledge on there, but unless you change your belief system, you're going to be right back where you were before. And it's on anything. You can begin to look at that. So what we want to do is knowledge not necessarily can change your belief system. But how many of you know if we'll take the Word of God and take the Word of God and allow it to change us on the inside, our belief system can change. So before I knew about fornication, I might have been in fornication until I knew that it was not what God wanted for me and it was wrong, then I'm like, okay, well, I'll change my mind then. I guess that's wrong. I, I had to change my core belief. So is your core belief important? Is the core inside this apple important? It's a good thing, right? So we can have core beliefs that are good things, but we can also have core beliefs that are not too good of things. What about a core belief? Anybody have 
an idea of a core belief that maybe they used to have that maybe God changed? Anybody want to share one with me? How about this? Who are you in Christ? We have been challenging your core belief system that says you're more than just a servant. You're a son. Right? You're a son of God. You're joint heirs with Jesus. We talked a little bit about it Wednesday night and said you're more than just a little worm. Dirty, rotten worm. Or was it Sunday? Wow, man. I'm just, you know, living in the past. So you're more than that. But that's a belief system that I can tell you, and I can tell you over and over and over that you're fearfully and wonderfully made of God, that you're a king's kid, that you're a son of God, that you're an ambassador, but you have to believe it. I can show you with the word of God. I can show you with the things of God. I can take the word, but, but you know what? Sometimes we just say, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's, a, it's okay for... For Debbie, but it's probably not for me. Who are you in Christ? What other belief systems do you have? I had a belief system that Jesus was poor. I had a belief system that Jesus was poor. I no longer have that belief system. That he was poor. And here's how my belief system worked. If Jesus was poor and I was blessed, say, financially then that wasn't good because I don't want to do more than what my Savior was able to do. Anybody had that belief system? Anybody had to understand that? So I began to say, you know, I was told Jesus was poor and didn't look in the Word of God. Listen, if Jesus was so poor and had to, you know, not anything that he could rub together to, to get anything... I'm telling you, if he went in business, he'd put everybody else out of business. You know why? Let me give you an example. Do you remember when Peter and the disciples were out on the lake and Jesus says, cast your net on the other side? And they got a net-breaking, boat-sinking load of fish. Now, if Jesus wanted to go in business and he can do that for you, what do you think he could have done for himself? So I had a core belief system that said Jesus was poor. And I had to tear at that thing. I, I gained, began to start getting knowledge on how Jesus was and that he was poor. And you know what? It was a whole lot easier for me to say, you know what? Jesus is poor, so I'm going to be poor. It was a whole lot easier for me just to be poor. But you don't understand. I had a core belief system that Jesus was poor. My father was a bricklayer. I didn't know we were poor when I was growing up until the neighbors told us we were poor. Come on, somebody. I didn't know we were poor. I didn't know as a kid who was rich and who was poor and didn't see all these things like nowadays the kids do. I didn't compare stuff. I just was a kid having some fun, you know? So this core belief system that I had I had to attack it with the Word of God. Then I realized through the Scriptures that when Jesus became poor, didn't mean that he didn't have no money. He was broke, busted, and disgusted. He was, that wasn't Jesus. He wasn't broke, busted, and disgusted. He had everything at his disposal. 
And I began to start attacking that, and I had to begin to shift my mindset and say, oh, man. So my knowledge didn't change my belief system to start with, but then the Word of God began to start changing my belief system. How about this one? I just wrote some down myself. I had a belief system that I don't want to prosper too much because if I prosper too much, then I'm going to get corrupted. I mean, if I make too much money, I'm not going to be able to handle it. And I'll get corrupted. Anybody had that belief system? Yeah. You know? Well, wait a minute. If I'm seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto me as well, then I believe the wisdom will come with what God is putting in my hand. Are you with me? I believe the wisdom will come or the gratitude or the thankfulness. I am very, very thankful for what God has done for me and for what he's doing for you. But that's a core belief system. Am I thankful or does God owe it to me? Some people believe, you know what? God owes it to me. The government owes it to me. My employer owes it to me. God owes it to me. Everybody owes me. That's a belief system that some people have. And I began to think about that. There probably was a time where I may have had that belief system, but not for very long. But there are people that have that belief system, and it is a core belief system. Because when it's a core belief system and it has seeds in it, those seeds will raise up something else. So it can be a family thing. It's a family tradition. I can't remember who the country western guy is. Or Hank Williams Jr. in it or something like that. It's a family tradition. So I'm broke, busted, and disgusted. And I want you to know it's a family tradition. Nobody will ever graduate from, from high school in my family. Nobody has, nobody will. Just a family tradition. You're thinking about going to college? Not in our family. We go to the eighth grade, and that's as far as we go because it's a family tradition. Are you with me? You're going to be poor the rest of your life. That's just the way it is. Just that's the way we are. That's just the way God made us. I don't think so. If you were made in the image and the likeness of God, are you with me? That's a, a belief system. Is it a core belief system? Yes. And the seeds out of the core belief system will reproduce and reproduce and reproduce and reproduce until we do something about it. Until we begin to open up our eyes to do something about it. I'll never stop drinking alcohol. I don't know about you. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. Those words came out of my mouth. I tried, my father worked for a Stroh's Brewing Company, and I did everything I could do to keep him in business. I single-handedly tried to get him a raise. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Single-handedly tried to get him a raise. I wanted to work on his retirement. Dad's got to have a good retirement, so I got to help him out. That was a belief system. Not only a belief system in me, but a belief system in my brother. Belief system in my sisters. It's a belief system that I began to attack with the Word of God. I've said, told people, I'll never quit drinking. 
Are you kidding me? I'll quit a lot of things, but that's one thing I won't quit. I cannot, I don't know how long it's been. And I don't know if I really want to know. doesn't matter. It's been, I don't know. How old am I? <laughs> Never mind. I'll always be overweight. How many people have said that to you in your family? Or, how about this? You can't lose that weight. Nah. Don't worry about it. It's just the way we are. We're the coxes. We're just that made that way. We're made that way. It's a belief system. Are you with me? It's going to take some work. I got news for you. It took a while to get in, and it may take a while to get out. I've lost the same 10 pounds. I don't know how many years. I keep losing it and getting it back and losing it and getting it back and losing it and getting it back. But I, if, I, if my, my belief system doesn't change, I'm just going to stay right where I'm at. Are you with me? I'm just talking about me. Does it run in the family? Well, you know, got receding hairlines, got big ears. Picture of my father, that's where it is. It's just a family thing. How about this? I was a redhead, an Irish. What does the world say redheads and Irish have? Temper. I was told that ever since I was little, probably when I was two and my red hair was showing up. They were like, ooh, that boy's going to have him a temper. What I believed, core belief system, if we don't change, and how do we change? Because, I mean, we believe some stuff. I had a guy give you an example of a belief system. I was working, and some of you may have heard this one. I was working, and we were working out of town, and I used to be a sales representative and would travel about 1,000 miles a week, and one of the other guys was a meat department representative, and he traveled about 1,000 miles a week, and we were, we were on the coast of North Carolina. I remember we were at a store opening, and, and I heard that this guy had a mower, had no wheels on it, a push mower. I have a belief system that a mower, a push mower, has to have some wheels. Are you with me? And somebody came up and told me about that, and I said, you, you're lying. You're, you're lying, man. There ain't no way. He said, yeah, Bobby Hill's got one. I said, Bobby's got no mower that don't have no wheels on it. It's a push mower, right? Got a handle on it? Yeah, got a motor? Yep, absolutely. This is the truth. God's honest truth. I was like, man, you're full of baloney. You are pulling my leg all the way. There is no way. It was like, yeah, man, it's pretty cool. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've been over there. I'm like, man, you are full of baloney. Go ask him. So I went and asked Bobby about this mower. He says, yeah, I got this mower. I said, it has got no wheels. He's like, no wheels at all? I'm like, he's got no mower. They're pulling my leg. Those guys are just pulling my leg, you know. So finally, we were coming in one day, and I, uh, after the deal, and I kind of run up on Bobby, and he was in his car, and it might have been a Friday evening or afternoon or whatever, and, and I come up behind Bobby, and he stopped at a, at a convenience store or something, and we went in, and I said, Bobby, I said, look, I got to see that mower. He said, come by the house. I'll show it to you. How many of you know 
my belief system was there was no way that this guy's got a mower that works that had no wheels on it. And sure enough, he goes to the shed and he gets this thing out and it's got no wheels on it. I still do not believe him. He goes over, he's got a pond, and around the edge of his pond, this is, this is, I, I wish I had that mower, and, and that mower, and he, and he takes this thing, and he starts this mower up, and it raises up against, uh, you know, about four or five inches off the deal, and he takes it, and he starts mowing with it. This was a mower, I had no wheels on it! And I was like, let me try that. So I got behind it, man, I'll tell you what he did. He got his lake mowed. <laughs> Because I loved it so much, I was there, and he just said, kept going, keep going, keep going. That baby would go right out on the water just about. You could bring it right out on the water and would kind of hover. It was called a flow-mo. How many even know it changed my core belief system? I haven't seen one since. <laughs> I know you're having a hard time believing it, brother, but I'm telling you. Now, to a witness, again, a witness can see that and say, I saw it, it was there, that, was, that can change your belief system. And it changed my belief system. Let's look at the Word of God in Matthew chapter 9. Because a lot of times, do we believe that God really can heal? Can He deliver? Can He set free? Can He change me into a new creation? Can He do these things in which we've read about? Matthew chapter 9. Marty's probably looking for it, but you know, she just doesn't have it because... We're just going where God wants to take us. I want you to look at this belief system in the Word. Is that okay? Matthew chapter 9, uh, verse 18. While he was saying these things, to, these things to them, a synagogue official came and bowed down before Jesus. This was, was Jesus, and he was doing some miraculous things. And this synagogue official came and bowed down before the Lord. And he said, my daughter has just died, but come, look at this belief system, and lay your hand on her and she will live. Come to life. Live. Come and lay your hand on I believe, Jesus, that you do this and it's going to happen. Jesus got up and he began to follow him and so did his disciples. And a woman who had been suffering from a hemorrhage of, of, of blood for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak for she was saying to herself, look at this core belief system, if I only touch his garment, I will get well. <laughs> oh, man. We got to shift our belief system. But Jesus turning and seeing her Daughter, take courage. Your faith has made you well. At once the woman was made well. And when Jesus came into the official's house and he saw the flute players and the crowd and the noisy disorder, he said, leave. The girl is not dead, but asleep. And their belief system was being challenged that day because the Bible says that they laughed at him. <laughs> well, you crazy man, what you talking about? She's dead. Lazarus was starting to stink. But yet God raised him from the dead. Did the same thing with this young girl here. When the crowd had been sent out, he entered and took her by the hand, and the girl got up, and the news spread throughout all the land. 
And Jesus went on from there. Check this out. Here's another belief system. We saw the belief system, the core belief system of the synagogue ruler that says, if you'll just come and lay hands on my daughter, she'll live. We saw the woman of the issue of blood. If she says, you know what? I'm just going to get to the hem of his garment if I can just get a hold of him. Because I'd spent all my money. I'd done everything that I could do. I had bought everything that I could buy off the internet. I'm paraphrasing. They didn't have the internet back then. But I bought everything. I saw every doctor. I spent all my money, my 401k, all my investments. I've sold my house. I've done everything and spent it all. But if I can just get to him, the core belief system was that when I get to him, I'm going to be healed wasn't only her wasn't only the the uh the official but it was the two blind men it said uh right there where am i at said i'm at okay right good 27 and jesus he went from there the two blind men followed him crying out have mercy on us son of david some versions say son of david have mercy on us check out the belief system and he entered the house the blind man came up to him and he said Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Look at this belief system. Jesus is asking him, do you believe that I am able to do this? And he says, yes, Lord. His core belief. And he touched him. And their eyes were open. He said, it shall be done for him. Is the core important? Is the core important? All right, my little illustrated little thing here. I got something else for you here. Anybody know what this is? Guess what it has in it? Yeah, it has pineapple, sure. It also has, in the middle of it, a core. Check that out. Y'all believe that there's a core in this, right? There it is. Is the core good? Oh, yeah, man, the core's important. It's, it's really good. It's, it really does some really thing, good things. Anybody volunteering out there? Anybody? Do I have a volunteer out there tonight? Okay, you three can come on up. Josh and Marty and Sarah, come on up. Oh, yeah, you guys are volunteering. There you go. Eat that. Wait a minute. Eat it. Go ahead and eat it. What's the matter with it? Is it what you would normally eat? Are you with me? Yeah, you like that? You don't have to eat that core. (laughs) Josh, don't eat that core. Try that. Try that. Let me have that core. You eat that. I thought you would. I didn't think you guys would eat the core.
is the core important? But would you eat the would you eat the core? No. <laughs> you can be seated. You guys, let's give them a hand. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you can put that right here. There's toothpick. So I want, what I really want you to know and what I want you to understand is that our core belief system, the core is important. Without the core of this pineapple, it wouldn't feed everything else that's involved in the pineapple. And you wouldn't be able to have this wonderful meat that's in this pineapple. And I want us to begin to start thinking about the core belief system in which we have and how things are going to have to be changed. I don't want you to have a core belief system that is skewed. I don't want you to have a core belief system that doesn't get where God wants you to get to. So sometimes, just like this, we had to cut out the core and throw it away so we could get to the rest of it. What's your belief system? If we continue to look at the belief system in which we have, one of the belief systems might be, well, I've got to have money. It'll make me happy. It's not going to make you happy. Well, if I just didn't have this issue and that issue, I'd be fine. Probably not. If I just moved to another city or another state, everything would be wonderful. Not unless you change the core belief system. Well, you don't understand, Woodward's just not been good to me, and I just got to go somewhere else. If you are unhappy in Woodward, you can move to Oklahoma City, you can move to Alaska, you can move to Hawaii, and if your core belief system doesn't change, you're going to be unhappy in Alaska, you're going to be unhappy in Hawaii, and you'll be unhappy in Oklahoma City. Regardless of what you do, Your happiness and contentment depends entirely on your belief system. I need to be happy with my relationship with God and then I can be happy with my relationship with my wife. If I'm looking for her to make me happy, she's going to do things that aren't going to make me happy. I know that's hard to believe by many of you, but we're real. There's things I'm going to do that's not going to make her happy. We're driving along in Oklahoma City, and she's like, you going to turn here? I'm like, sure. She's in the car. I can rely on her to tell me where to turn. I just keep driving until she says, you're supposed to turn right there. <laughs> and I'm sure it doesn't make her happy. It makes me really happy. I mean, you know, she's my GPS. <laughs> I, you know, in my, my mind, I get thinking about things, and, you know, some of the guys know what I'm talking about, and some of the ladies know what we're talking about, too. I can honor her and cherish her and treat her wonderful the way God wants me to, and she can be happy, but if her relationship with God is not what it needs to be, then guess what? She's really, truly not going to be happy. 
Her core belief system might be, I can get it from a man, but how many of you know we got to get it from him? But you don't know if I just had, I mean, you know, if I just had this one girlfriend, I mean, she would make me happy. No, she wouldn't. No, she wouldn't. Well, if I married her, then, you know, we would really be happy. Yeah, and then when you got her home and she was Linda Blair and her head spun around and was fucking green stuff, you're like, whoop, I didn't know about all that. Well, yeah, right. Because your core belief system was wrong. That's happened to people. I mean, not the Linda Blair stuff, but, well, that, no, no, never mind, never mind. But we look for something in somebody else or in a situation or in a circumstance or in a job or whatever it might be, and our core, our core belief system is, is, is wrapped up in that, and we're missing it. We're missing it. Let me give you a couple things. One of the things, real highlight real quick, that Virginia brought out that I want us to look at. Our beliefs cause our thoughts. Can you go to the next slide and see where we're at? Yeah. These things that belief causes, our belief causes our thoughts. What you believe is what you'll think upon. Okay? Write that down. Our belief causes our thoughts. Our thoughts create our emotions. Okay? Our belief causes our thoughts. Our thoughts create emotions. And the third thing is that our emotions cause our behavior. Okay? <laughs> our emotions cause our behavior. So we did some stuff. You do some stuff. You, you get mad. You get angry. You get upset. You throw a temper tantrum. Whatever it might be, that's your behavior. And where does it all come back to? It really comes back to your belief system. I knew people that if, 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 if a child spilt milk on the table at dinner time, they would go ballistic. And guess where it came from? Their father. Because their behavior was controlled by their emotions. Let's go backwards on this. And your emotions were created through your thoughts and your thoughts through your belief. And they saw that when they were a kid. They believed that's the way a dad was supposed to act and react. Their belief system was, if they make a mistake, they better do it right. And they shouldn't ever make a mistake. I don't know if you've ever had that. But I remember one time when... when one of my children spilled the milk. And I know others would have reacted differently. What's the matter with you, you klutz? I just went and got a towel and said, here, clean it up. Because my belief system was that they would learn something from that. Because at work, they're going to make a mistake. And they need to clean up the mess. So we begin to look at our core belief systems. We're going to be challenging your core belief systems. Nothing that's not about your salvation, all right? You're going to, you know, you're born again. You, you know, you, you love God. You, you've made a covenant with him. We're going to challenge that. To say, if you truly love him, the Bible says, if you truly love him, you'll keep my commandments. That might be a belief system. To say that I'm going to walk an aisle 
and be born again or think I'm born again and go live like hell on earth. And that's not what God wants from you. Are you with me? You may be challenging some belief systems tonight. Well, you get in the word of God and you look it up. He says, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. The principles, the precepts in the word of God. So what do you do when your core, belief, your core beliefs are being challenged? Let's look at that. What do you do when these core beliefs that you have over the next few years, next few decades are being challenged? Number one, you've got to consistently examine your beliefs. Why do I believe the way I believe? Why do I believe the way I believe? Because I was taught to believe that? Are you with me? Why do I act the way I act? Why do I react the way I react? Because there's some people that react the way they react, and it's really not them, but it's what they may have seen somebody else on a show, a TV show, react the way they react. Or they saw a parent react the way they reacted. Are you with me? Or a grandfather or an aunt or an uncle or somebody reacted that way. Why do I believe the way I believe? Why do I believe that? Why do I believe it's okay for women to preach and prophesy in the church? Why do I believe that? I can take you through scriptures and back that up. Why do I believe it's all right for you to prosper and to be in health even as your soul prospers? I want a prosperous soul. My intellect, my emotions, I want them to prosper. My will, I want them to prosper. Why do I believe the way I believe? Probably because we've been told to believe that way. The second thing, and I want you to write this one down. What do we do when our core beliefs are being challenged? What are you going to do when there's something that's challenged to you? Are you going to judge it with the Word of God? Are you going to take the Word of God and put it up to it and say, this is it? I don't beat my wife physically. That was never a problem with me. My father never beat my mother. Might be different if your father beat your mother. You might be in the same thing. Why, why do you believe that's okay? Do you, do you understand what I'm after? Why do we believe what we believe? Where, where is this coming from? And our core beliefs have to come from the Word of God. Our core beliefs have to come from the Word of God. So what do I believe about my wife now? The Word says that she's a crowning jewel. I believe that I need to give myself up for her. Are you with me? I need to be patient and work through some things. I need to be quick to listen, slow to anger, abounding in love, gracious. Right? So we, what I'm saying is our core belief system, where do they come from? Because what I found is my core belief system didn't come from here. 
I want you to understand, my mom and dad were good moral people. Moral people, which was good. And then there were some morals that I had, but they weren't godly people. Are you with me? Say core beliefs. Everything comes back to the core belief. The core belief. The core belief. The core belief. I used to cuss. I mean, cuss like a sailor. Some of you found out about that Sunday. Not that I cussed. I just told you I did. But I thought it was okay until I got the word on it. It said, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but that which is edifying and uplifting to the hearer. And I thought, you know what? I need to clean up my mouth. This was just something that God did with me. So my belief system had to change. Well, you know, I don't, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. Show me that in here. Show it to me. And the next time somebody says that to you, ask them the chapter and verse of that. But I can show you that if we're going to do what Jesus did, then Jesus was in the habit of going to the sanctuary, the synagogue. And the Bible also tells me, do not forsake the assembling of the saints. We're assembling here tonight. Now, I can give you a couple scriptures. You show me one that says that you don't have to go to church. There's not one in there. It's amazing how somebody will say, well, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. And then they're living a pretty rough life. I, I don't know as if I, I have not met, I have not met yet somebody that I thought was a just and absolute godly man or woman that didn't assemble together. That just stayed out all by themselves. I've not met one yet. Maybe I will one day. But that's a core belief system. See what I mean? Church is important to me. The church, you're the church, you're important to me. Learning and growing in the things of God's important to me. I know that every time we come together and we open the word of God and we hear about things, something happens on the inside of me. I know that when I was in your position and I was being taught and it was bringing forth, there were some things happening, I wouldn't want to come in here and not be changed. I wanted to come in and say, God, give me something. Give me something. Challenge my core belief system. Give me something that I can tear down why I believe this way. It's okay to smoke pot. God made it. What kind of core belief system is that? But people have it. Are you kidding me? He also created banana peels, but I don't see you smoking them. That's what I've told people. So people have told me that. And I said, would you smoke that banana peel? Oh, no. Well, God created it. Doesn't make it right. Just because they believe it doesn't make it right. It's about core belief. Say core belief. It's about what you believe. So I'm asking you to read the word of God. Read it and start to believe it. When he said there was healing, they expected healing. Now, some of you may be sick here tonight. Expect healing. You start expecting it. You start believing it for. You get your mind and you get your heart and your will, your emotions. You get, you get everything, your spirit, and you start getting scriptures on where God is healed and delivered and set free. And guess what's going to happen to you? I'm telling you what. We started claiming that all of Oklahoma and all of the home of the red man shall be saved and transformed. Now, there's over 500 churches that actually believe it. 
And the first time I said it, I was just saying it. And now I believe it. And we're starting to see some signs of that taking place. Core belief system. It's your core belief system. Anybody want some pineapple? Let's stand up. 